If I asked you what the leading cause of death was in Australia, what would you say? Car accidents? Cancer? Perhaps? What if I told you that the leading cause of death in Australians aged 15 to 44 was suicide? That you're roughly three times more likely to die from suicide than you are a car accident in Victoria? If this is the case, then how come we haven't considered this a national priority? So today I want to talk about suicidal thoughts. So I want to start with a disclaimer, first of all. Um, I was scared to talk about this because I don't want anybody to worry about me. Um, I'm, like, not suicidal. Um, I'm in the best place I've ever been in my life. Um, I'm so happy. Um, But I will acknowledge that when I was at, like, the depths of depression that there was a part of my mind that contemplated suicide. I think that's kind of actually a human thing. I think like almost everyone has kind of wondered what it would be like or what would happen. Um, And so I'm also conscious of the fact that like I really, really don't want this like kind of poor me narrative um, around me, which is why I was hesitant to even really talk about this. But the reason why I want to talk about this is because when I went through depression, the biggest thing that I struggled with the most was that um, I didn't feel like there was any guidance. Um, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't find the way out. And th- this is what made me, when my suicidal thoughts would kick in, this is the thing that I would feel the most. I don't know the way out. I feel like I'm tumbling in the dark. It feels so hopeless. How do I even step in the right direction if I get the courage to step, if I don't know where the fuck I'm going? Um, so I just want to talk about my journey and how I got out of the deepest, darkest parts of my journey, um, just in case it resonates with someone out there and also to just like raise awareness around this because like I think it is something that we need to talk about. I think people are scared of even talking about it because they're scared of coming across as like attention seeking um, or, yeah, just having people worry about them. Um, I know that like I will never – I don't think I ever – would have committed suicide no matter how bad things got. So I don't know how far my advice can actually go. Um, But I did like, yeah, I did, you know, dance with those thoughts. So, um, yeah, so I think to start I want to read something that I wrote in um, a blog which is about my trauma, um, my essay from the past. So it's this. I don't want to sugarcoat it. Healing from trauma is hard. There were times where I seriously wondered if I'd done the right thing by bringing it all back up to the surface. There were times where I seriously contemplated whether or not I wanted to continue living. I will never forget the day I finally had this conversation with myself once and for all. I was at the stage of depression where I literally could not get up off the floor. For hours I laid on my side in the living room, staring at the wall, going through it in my mind. Finally I decided that I wanted to stay because I knew how beautiful life could be and I believed that I could get back there. I think some people never make this decision once and for all, and so they get stuck at rock bottom. The road out of depression feels like a long and hopeless one, not helped by the fact that this world offers little guidance. I know sometimes it feels like you're making no progress, but I promise you, you are. I think the best gift my parents ever gave me was my mindset. They taught me I can do anything I put my mind to if I work hard enough and believe in myself, and I honestly don't know if I would still be here without that. The truth is you have to fight your way out of depression and somewhere along the line you have to decide that you were worth fighting for. Every time I showed up to therapy, every time I sat down to meditate, every time I did an ice bath, that was me fighting for my life. That was me proving to myself that I am stronger than my mind, stronger than my fears. The best advice my psychologist ever gave gave me was not to focus on the bad thoughts in my mind but to focus on the me that was separate from them and eventually the light began to outweigh the darkness. 
I am not the darkness. I am the one who holds the darkness. There is a light in me that can never be extinguished, and the darkness will never win in me. Even if it is me versus all the darkness in the world, I will die trying to light up the whole world if I have to. I will never lose faith. My superpower is my ability to still believe in the good in the world, the good in myself, the good in others, the good in something greater. I think you have to believe in good in order to fight your way out of depression, or else what are you fighting for? So there's a few things that I want to expand on um, in that. So the first is you have to believe that you're worth fighting for. Um, I think that it's really hard. It's a lot of work to get out of depression and you're the only one who can do it. No one can come into your into your mind and do this for you. And so I'm so grateful that I had already gone through all the self-love shit like before I got to this stage because I love myself. I said this before. I love. I think I love myself too much to ever kill myself. But like when I was in that depth of depression, I had my own back. Like I was a team with myself. Like how are we going to get through this? Really believing that I deserve to be happy. I can't imagine what it's like to hate yourself and like be putting yourself down and hating yourself when you're at that spot. So I think the first thing is that like you have to love yourself enough to believe that you're even worth fighting for because it is a fight and it is hard. Um, and so even things like I hear people say sometimes like I say, you know, are you talking to a psychologist? They say, no, I can't afford it. Um, and I think that nine out of ten times you can afford it. It's just not a priority in your life. Um, I think that if you would have rearranged some money, $100 a month, $25 a week to see a psych, it's just not a priority um, and it should be. And because for you, you know, you haven't made that decision yet that you want to get better or you – maybe you know, don't think that you're worth that amount of money spending on yourself, on your mental health. And I think that that's like one key point that like that mentality is something that really helped me anyway. Um, I think as well, something that really helped me was I learned to treat my path out of depression as a marathon and not a sprint. And I think sometimes it feels hopeless because you know what, it, it, it's, it might take you a while to get out here. I personally feel like my, I'm going to call it a healing journey, um, I reckon I've spent the last three years like prioritizing that as in making that the most important thing in my life. Um, it comes first before everything else because it's kind of, it was kind of do or die. Um, like if I didn't make that the priority and healing the priority, then like everything else just had to come second or else I was just going to continue to get worse. Um, and so that's like the mentality that I had to have. And I think like once I treat it as a marathon, I think for me, I probably got to argue that I'm going to have another two years left until I'm ready to just like, you know, do things like date and stuff like that, because this is still a priority of my life right now. So for me, I feel like my healing journey might be like five years long. Um, I know I'm always going to be healing for the rest of my life. Like that's just life. But like, as in like really going through everything and just like getting to like a, a better place. Like I'm, I'm so happy now. I'm in a really good place now, but I still got some things to work through. You know what I'm saying? So I think like the mindset that helped me a lot when I started to see my way out of depression as a marathon and not a sprint because that then it's like accepting like, okay, this is going to be hard um, and, yeah, investing in things for the long term. Um, I was talking to someone about it not that long ago and they said like even though it's hard, it's harder not to because at least like when you've decided I'm going to face my depression and 
work through this and I'm going to stay. And I think that's the other thing as well. I think that like I had that conversation with myself like once and for all, like do I, don't I? I think some people never get past that point of like I think they're still indecisive and they spend years in that indecision. And so they never really make the path forward because they're like, well, why should it, like what's the point in even trying to get better because I'm just like I might just kill myself like next year anyway. So like I still haven't made up my mind. There's no point. I think you kind of have to make your mind up um, once and for all and kind of commit to yourself in this path. Um, but like I said, like, even though it's hard, it's harder not to, because as soon as you start that, as soon as you face your depression, say, I'm going to face this, um, I'm going to go through like the fucking healing journey and like go to therapy and all this shit and go through the darkness, the trauma, everything. I'm going to fucking make my way out. Um, as soon as you do that, suddenly this depression that before felt so oppressive and dark and powerful, and you felt so powerless to it. The second that you say, okay, I'm going to turn around and face this. Two things happen. One, it shrinks and become something that you can't face. And secondly, you become powerful. You suddenly become someone who's powerful enough to face that. And I think just that decision has so much power in it. Um, I think as well that I think people, um, yeah, and, like, when it's harder not to because, like, even though it is hard going through the darkness and, like, going through tr- therapy and trauma and all that, bringing it all back up to the surface, at least there's that feeling of growth there's that feeling of like progression like you're doing something and there's so much meaning and purpose and fulfillment that comes from that so it's like even though it is difficult honestly resisting it and staying in the same place when nothing happens nothing changes that's hell that's honestly my definition of hell um it's it's harder to do that than it is to actually work through it in my opinion and i think that um i honestly think that people who commit suicide i don't think that they just say yes to it in that moment um I think that they've said yes to it a thousand times before. I think it's gone through their mind a thousand times before and they've said yes to it a thousand times before. And this is something actually that I've noticed about suicidal thoughts. Um, I've noticed that they always tend to pick up where I left off last time. So I could be depressed and then like, you know, feel better for like a year or not be that depressed for a year and then just have a bout where I'm back to that level of depression and I'll, my suicidal thoughts will pick up where they left off last time. So if before I was thinking like, you know, at the stage of thinking like, oh, you know, this is how I would do it or maybe I would like write these notes or whatever um, and then like the next, you know, I'll leave it and then I'll come back and I'm back to that place going, okay, so if I was actually going to write the notes, like what paper would I use or like how would I actually do it? Um, they're just examples that I'm giving. And so my rule is just like I don't even go there. I do not even let my mind go there. Because it just keeps going. It's me saying yes. So it's me like deepening that hole. Um, so like I'll, I won't let myself like even think about how I would do it um, because, yeah, it just I think you just pick up where you left off last time. So that's a hard rule that I have in myself. Um, I don't think I'm ever really going to have to worry about this again. I think I've gone through like my dark night of the soul and um, even if really terrible things were to happen to me in the future, I have all the tools now that I have like faith that I would be able to like overcome that. Um that's actually a good point, faith. Um, I said in the blog, I think you have to have faith in order to get out just in something. I think for me, I had to believe that there was some greater meaning behind all of it. And the simple meaning was that I learned from it and I grew from it. Um, but I really had to believe that in order to fight my way out of it. Um, and this is actually, it's actually called logo therapy. So, Logotherapy was um, developed by a man named Viktor Frankl. So I'll talk about him in a second. But logotherapy is basically um, the belief that um, 
believing that your life has some kind of meaning really helps people in a state of depression. So he was a psychotherapist and he said that like when he would like talk and deal with people who were like really suicidal, if he, if they volunteered like two hours a week to other people, he saw dramatic decreases in their tendencies to, to for suicidal ideology. Um, and so I love Viktor Frankl. Um, Viktor Frankl wrote a really great book called Man's Search for Meaning. If you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, read this book um, because it'll help, I really believe. So, you know, who the fuck is Viktor Frankl and what the fuck does he know about this? So Viktor Frankl, um, he is a psychotherapist who survived the World War II concentration camps where he lost his mother, his father, his brother and his wife. And so just like the first half of the book is his story, um, just his experience in the concentration camps. And that just in itself is just like, fuck, like it could be worse. It could be that bad. And like it's true, it's inspiring because you hear people give advice all the time about depression. You kind of think, yeah, but what do you know? You know what I mean? Like what have you really been through? Like I don't think you've, you really know what you're talking about sometimes. Um, but like this guy is just like, okay, he's been even further down this path and not just that because he's a psychotherapist like and understands the mind, um, it's just like really great. Like the second half of the book is like basically – um, his thoughts about it and the psychotherapy and like, yeah, he talks about things like, yeah, logotherapy, which, which is, um, what he developed. And yeah, basically what he said is that you have to, he had to develop some kind of meaning to get through that. And I don't know if that's for everyone. Um, for me, that definitely helped a lot. Um, but if you want to read that book, you can actually read it for free on Audible. Um, I think you have to have an account though. So even if you're not depressed, um, I think that honestly, I think the reason why this isn't considered a national priority is because I think we as a culture are scared to look inside um, because to look inside is to admit that I think this world just isn't working for a lot of people um, and I think it's really scary to acknowledge that and to acknowledge change. Um, yeah, I think that as well, like the way that the system treats you as well when you're depressed and the world is the system treats you like you're a burden to the system. Um, the world, I, feel, I personally feel in Australia, like the world in the system treats you like they would rather you were dead than take the time to heal and get better because you're a burden to the system. And I know a lot of people who feel like that, um, especially now that I have know that I have autism, a lot of things are clicking in terms of that because even still having um, autism, the system still treats me like that. Um, and people with autism are six times more likely to commit suicide in Australia. And that's high-functioning level one autism um, because they're kind of like in, in this in-between stage where they're expected to participate like quote-unquote normal people, um, but they're just it's just too hard. It it's honestly would be easy to die than to just like have to do that. Um, and so I think that's a big problem with our culture and – you know, I think that's something that would take a lot of minds and a lot of time to kind of sort out and make it better. But I think like we need some first steps um, towards that. I think as well, like a great first step would be people um, just treating mental health as a preventative. So for example, like talk, I reckon like every single person could benefit from seeing a psychologist um, personally. Um, and, you know, I would love to see a psych once a week if I could afford it. So if just everybody who's even healthy and happy was just seeing a psych once a month or something like that, just to talk about like, you know, the things that are going on, because sometimes you don't realize how much these things are impacting you and how much you carry them until 
you get to the point of depression where you're completely flawed. That's what happened to me. Um, like I didn't even think I was depressed until I was like absolutely at rock bottom. And now when I look back, I see like, no, I've been depressed since I was 16, I think, um, quite substantially. And so if I had have started working through these things, like from that age, the depths of depression that I reached would not have been so bad. So I think like that's one mind shift that like our culture needs to change. Um, and not it being like, a, oh, something's wrong with that person or like, oh, a poor them person or someone that I think people don't like the feeling of having to be carried a little bit. Um, and it's okay to accept help, you know. So I think that's something as well. But so, yeah, that's kind of like all I want to say about that. Um, you know, if you're going through that and you're at that stage and you feel hopeless, just just one step at a time, just keep just keep trying. There were times when I was getting out of depression where like I felt like I'd made progress and then in one day something would happen that would trigger me and send me all the way back to rock bottom and I felt like I'm not making any progress at all but I really was. Like a month later I would be at a completely new high. Um, The healing journey is not linear. You're going to go up and down. Um, Just like, you know, have faith in yourself. Um, You know, believe that you're someone, like love yourself enough to believe you're worth healing. Um, You know, Try to redistribute your resources if you can um, so that you're like, you know, can, can prioritize your mental health as much as you can. Um, you know, like even if you have to move back home like I did for a couple of years to just like focus on healing, um, that's okay because, you know, that two years of my life now I'm better than ever thriving. Um, and that's the other thing as well. It's like I used to think after trauma and stuff happened to me, like, you know, I'm never going to get back to a level of happiness that I was before. Um, that's not true. Like I've worked through the trauma. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life by far. I'm so happy because I've even like all the tools I learned to deal with my trauma, I've applied that to other parts of my life and I've just cleared everything. And, you know, so things are like better than honestly ever. And they can, they will just continue to get better. Um, just know that you're valuable and, um, you're not a burden to the system. Um, and that you're loved, um, at least if you love yourself and that's true. And it's okay to talk about it as well. Um, let's normalize that. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say on that. Never would commit suicide because murder ain't my crime. <sighs> but I thought if God could knock me off, then maybe that would be all right. Because some days I've just got no strength left to all like literally can't get up off the kitchen floor laying thinking what's the fucking point of it all I can't get up because I'm still negotiating with God like God why'd you bring me to this life put me through this strife with my mind just fighting to stay alive and I can't even get no peace at night work don't mean wise when you're up to sunrise and I just can't seem to find the light there's no way forward and there definitely is no guide but I know that it's time to rise took time to cry band and victim I survive and Maybe I'm supposed to lead. Can I really believe in my abilities or maybe I'm supposed to teach others how to lead themselves so that they don't need me? Suddenly my life has meaning, podcast, open heart, message streaming. I don't know, but what I can believe is maybe others can relate. Maybe our culture can be saved. Live my life every day, open book, page by page. All my demons are named, all of their reasons explained. And I don't know. All I know is that I'll never, ever, ever lose faith.